Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me the thing that's worth waiting for, that they always tell you about when they say good things come to those who wait. That would be Mike. And tonight we have uh, returning guest Leroy Yon. Hey, Leroy, how's it going? <laughs> hey, it's it's going. You know, for a minute there, I was concerned Mike was going to be like the thing they're always waiting for. And I'm like, people don't usually wait for herpes. <laughs> We've all had them. So, you know, no big deal. <laughs> I, I don't recall there being a herpes line. <laughs> it all depends on how you get them. I was actually uh, looking at a uh, movie today that made me think of herpes, oddly enough, before you brought it up. Dude, where the fuck um, are you getting your porn? No. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's a niche for everybody. And uh, I just got to say, sometimes I got to have those mouth bumps to get to get over the edge. Uh, what the hell was it? Is something summer uh, summer camp too? or God damn it. Now I got to look it up. Sleepaway fucking, camp? No, it wasn't sleepaway camp. I've seen all the sleepaway camp movies. Like who has while you're looking it up, there was a comic book called Transmetropolitan written by Warren Ellis. Great comic, sort of like like a Hunter S. Thompson-esque figure in the future. And uh, he's a journalist and he sort of rallies against, uh, you know, madness in the politics world. Um, But there is all these weird like. Biotech and stuff because it's like 50 60 years in the future and one of the things is designer genital warts so you can have be ribbed for her pleasure that's that <laughs> sounds amazing for somebody else i mean that's, you know that's not right not for me <laughs> i mean you could always just get implants and not have to deal with the virus i guess you know yeah just studs all up and down it but I mean, you do get to have a lot of fun while you're trying to contract said STD. So, you know, Leroy, you have a look of regret on your face right now. Like, why did <laughs> yeah. I agree to doing this? You know, I teed it up and I was like, all right, this will float there for a while. But now we're talking about quests to get herpes. And I'm like, what the fuck universe? Did I end up in? <laughs> so the movie is Cabin Fever 2 Spring Fever. Oh, and I oddly enough. Nothing having to do with a cabin, which is strange in and of itself. It has to do with a school where basically there's this fancy brand of water and it gives everybody this flesh eating disease. But the way that it starts out and how you know that this is going to be kind of a dark comedy slash horror movie is that some chick is, is, is like girl that's way out of this dude's league is like making out with him. And he says, wait a second, as they're getting ready to do it and. And do it, do the deed. And they like uh, zoom in towards her mouth and she's got like this giant herpy looking sore. And he's and she goes, What? And he's like, uh, never mind. <laughs> and then he ends up with the flesh eating, you know, bacteria. Have you and ever it was uh it was it was actually pretty pretty goddamn funny. Have you ever seen the first one? Uh no, I actually only saw this oh. because I happened to go to my parents' house and my dad when when mom's not home. Dad will put on like the most absurd shit sometimes. He'll like watch Steven Seagal movies all day <laughs> or or That's... he'll have one like campy horror movies. So he happened to have that on today. And I was like, hey, we can watch this for a little bit. I didn't get to see the end of it, though, because mom came home and I had shit I had to do. So, well, I recommend the first you know. one very highly. Uh, there's a scene in it where there's this kid and he's got like like a mullet and he's like maybe 10 years old. And this guy shows up and he's like, yeah, um, I just need 
like a telephone. I need to use your telephone. He's like, well, hold on a second. And he goes in and the kid's out there and he's looking at the guy and he goes, pancakes. And the guy goes, what? Pancakes, pancakes. And then he does this perfect karate leap in midair and then runs up to the guy and bites him on the arm. That's what I have for dinner tonight. What, pancakes? No, some dude's arm. Yes, pancakes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. As a matter of fact, another weird tie into my story there. That's, you know. A human arm. <laughs> you know. I had another point I was going to make, and I'll be dipped if I can fucking remember what it was. Well, I'm what in tarnation. I'll be dipped. I'll be dipped in shit. That's just a natural way to say it. I do oh. appreciate the whole Duck Dynasty thing you've got going there with the beard. And the, <laughs> yeah. it's like Duck Dynasty, the left wing version. <laughs> For oh, so normal people. Yeah, I used to I used to actually enjoy watching Duck Dynasty until they started getting very political, like where they would have um Oh, the father. Why can't Phil? When they'd have him on, he'd be preaching and getting political about shit. And then I was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm done here. <laughs> I'm checking out." It's not just funny hillbillies doing funny shit anymore. Now it's become, you know, a uh, soapbox for somebody to make a point. But yes, I kept the look. I appreciate. So, thank you for thank you for noticing. You're taking it back, is what it is. You're that's exactly it back. right. I am taking it back. Just like I'm going to start wearing shirts that say "Proud American," and I'm going to start flying an American flag outside because I'm taking that back too. You can't just be a fucking patriot if you're a uh, Republican. <laughs> yeah, and that's when when did they lay the sole claim to patriot? Like when when did they get to say, oh, I'm a patriot. So well, because you like when the, they started you know, making freedom fries and shit like that, I guess it all started to oh happen. Gosh, well, freedom here's fries. The thing. when you are something, when you really are something, you don't you have don't to tell need, people. Exactly. You don't have yeah. to front. Yeah. And that's you don't what have to be doing. like, I'm a I'm a true American. I'm a patriot. No, you you are. And, you know, they're Americans, too, but they feel the need to tell everybody how patriotic they are, even though they're not. Patriots don't back russian sympathizers patriots no. don't back traitors pa patriots no. don't back people who say that the people in the military are suckers i'm sorry patriots no, also I'm not don't sorry i don't know why i said i'm sorry you know, that's it's it's true it's patriots also don't back people who steal money from the poor to build um tennis courts and volleyball courts and shit either like brett Favre. yeah and and like herschel walker with his fucking Oh, well, I'm saved now. So that makes what I did before. OK, Yeah, it's OK that I had abortion, you know, that I paid for abortions because yeah. it's all good now. And, and, you know, I was just talking to my dad, but just to make a real point, quick point. My issue is not with him having had an abortion. No, my issue is not with the possibility of Lauren Boebert having been an escort or any of that stuff. It's that you did the stuff. Because you felt you had to or you had to at the time. And now you're telling other people it's wrong when it was okay for you. Yeah. That's the thing that burns my ass. Well, to it's no dishonesty. End. It's just yeah. pure dishonesty. And that's, I've, we've had this discussion before, I think yeah. last week with Dale. We probably did, show. yeah. Uh, dishonesty is like the worst fucking thing. One of the worst things you can do is be dishonest. It's like I say, man, if you're honest, you don't have to remember 10,000 stories. Yeah. to fucking remember to keep up your lie yeah so well, that's why i don't do it 
it's textbook hypocrisy, right? Like, and that's what that's what yeah. kills me. I don't care. I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat or whatever. I thought you were going to kiss us there but, for a second. We were like, you got real close to the camera. Yeah, but hypocrisy Ooh. is hypocrisy. Like these people that that still think to this day, and I would say this if it was Biden doing it. Absolutely. The people to this day that think it's okay for Trump to try and seal from the Department of Justice the classified records he illegally took to Mar-a-Lago. Why? Like, how are these people not asking themselves, why doesn't he want, if, if he did nothing wrong, why doesn't he want them to look at it, report what it is, and be like, hey, you know what? We looked at it. We were fucking wrong. It wasn't that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. It was his McDonald's order that week. Well, like, that's, you know, we know the reason why he doesn't want them looking at it, because it's not what he said it is. Right. right. But, you know, obviously, people, but yeah. But these people think that's OK. But if you or I, not even even if we were Republicans, we're just regular average everyday citizens. If you or I were being brought up on charges for anything and we didn't want shit to be looked at, we'd automatically be guilty. Oh, yeah. No question. Oh, yeah. I think uh, that's one of the major differences between uh, the two sides in this country. And I'm only saying two and not trying to ignore the other, you know, uh, parties, but the two main parties and the two main sides of everything is that one can never admit that anything's wrong or that the person, you know, is a piece of human filth and the other, you know, can. And that's the difference. Like if if any of like if one of our senators, one of the Democratic senators, you know, was doing something and I was like, yeah, that's not right. I wouldn't be like, eh. It's okay because he's a Democrat. Like if Joe Biden was doing some egregiously terrible shit, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's okay because he's a Democrat. And, you know, he's a he's a demigod. You know, you bring that up because today I read something stating that now Hunter Biden may actually have real evidence against him um, and they may bring him up on charges. And if so, fine. Good. You made your choice when you did the crime. And yeah, if 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 he's a criminal, then fucking try him and let's let's see him in court. And if absolutely, then yeah, because I am not willing to cherry pick who gets put away. No, to fit my narrative. And the thing to that is, and here's the problem with that. Hunter may have done something wrong and it's going to be like a. This just proves it. Donald Trump should still be president. Uh, yes, no. there will always like, be these ridiculous leaks. Like, are these pe- are these people seriously telling me that the crimes they should be held accountable for crimes their children commit? Right. Well, right. I mean, like, you you've got a family there in the Trumps that steal from cancer patients and children and do a lot of other shit that's absolutely terrible. But right. again. Uh, it's okay. There's no there's no yeah. fault there. They don't they don't have to be held to the same standard that everybody else is. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about people who who term us following due process as a witch hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You know, always. I mean, you know, and they've been saying that we've been on a witch hunt for the last six years or longer. Does that mean we get a time to stones and drop them in water and see if they can float back up or whatever the fuck was going on back in those days? Yeah. 
Yeah. Just point That'd at Melania be a, a and be real like, witch hunt. <laughs> said Melania, she turned me into a newt. I got better. <laughs> I got better. But but it, and 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 you're you're right. And here's what here's what I can't fathom about about these people. What everyone seems to forget. Donald Trump donated tens of millions of dollars to the Clintons in the 90s and the early 2000s. Ivanka was looked at as one of the most like liberal elite. And then daddy decides to run for president. And all of a sudden, they're all Republicans. Mm -hmm. And you show these people this evidence. Oh, that's fake news. Those documents are fake. No. No, they're no. Well, no one wants to be grifted. They the last thing they want to admit is the last six years have been a total grift and con job on them, and they've bought into it all the way. No one wants to be a sucker. Yeah, it's a cult mentality. Yeah. When when you're convinced that everyone else is wrong, but your guy, your guy is the only one telling the truth. You might be in a cult. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's and also it, it's also the sunk cost fallacy. They think, oh, I've put this much into it. I'm not going to give up now. He'll still he'll he'll his sun will shine again. And and so they're doubling down like that seems to be like the GOP where at least the maggot way is to double down, double down, double down the worst they can be. I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene repost a, a video today of a police chief talking about if someone comes into your home you have not only the right to shoot them but keep shooting them until they look like swiss cheese or grated cheese and she said her her comment was god bless him and i'm thinking so it's not enough for you to disable somebody because that's if someone came into my home and i was having to arm you know use a firearm i would try to disable them i wouldn't try to kill them i certainly wouldn't keep plugging away like fucking robocop and and uh it just shows me once again that a lot of these you know conservative gun owners deeply want to be able to use their guns on someone oh yeah i mean i think that that's probably dream number one amongst the group is just having a reason to do it Right. And, yeah. and you Give know, it's going to be a fucking reason. And it's going to be a minority or uh, a liberal or a socialist or, you know, the neighbor's that. dog. There's any number of oh, yeah. things, just the most, the most fringe of things that they'll take and run with. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. so that they can be abusive with stuff like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. I that mean, dog is a communist. I've so owned guns and they are very fun to shoot. Um, yeah. I've never had the urge to, to uh pull the trigger in the direction of a person like and i would think that if somebody broke into my house and i did shoot them i would grieve that i would definitely grieve that i'd be like why did you make me fucking do that yeah i didn't want to i had to yeah you know what it's easy for me to say i would try to disarm them i mean that's like the good thing to do right but if in a panic situation i would probably aim for center mass i wouldn't even think about it. it would just be automatic you know so you know because you're trying yeah. to protect at that moment you're not thinking about shooting in legs yeah or hands or anything uh, like you're that not, to, you're, not to Bruce throw. Yeah, you're thinking about fucking holy shit somebody's going to get the drop and it's going to be me right and well, that's and, just the way it works and you make a good point what you just said tommy you said you're not bruce willis that's the thing these people think 
the, these people that walk into a target with their AR-15 slung over their shoulder yeah. or walk into a Buffalo Wild Wings flash in their side piece or whatever. Like they're it's it's like I said, they're they're waiting for it. Yeah, they're 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 waiting for it. And I'm sorry in that moment. I'm sorry if you're a Buffalo Wild Wings and you're five beers in and shit throws down. Number one, oh. even sober, the odds that you're going to be John McClane, Jack Bauer, John Wick, any of those. What about all that barbecue small. sauce and deliciousness you've got on your hands? Yeah, that's going to affect you. Minuscule. Now <laughs> I couldn't I get alcohol. to the napkin fast enough. <laughs> yeah, and and you talk about home break-ins and things like that, and that's one thing. That's one thing that I love about the movie Nobody. If you guys have seen it with Bob Odenkirk. Uh huh. Yeah, that came. Oh, no, from, I, I know of it. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. I apologize. That came from a situation. He actually had a home break-in. Okay. And when they came to him with this story, he was so adamant about wanting to do it. He trained for three years to be able to do the weapons, the fight scenes. Like that scene, there's a scene in it where he's in a uh, close quarters fight on a bus. And it's Odenkirk. It's not a stunt double. It's actually him. It's him that gets thrown through the window of the bus. Because for him, it was cathartic to put himself in a role like that, where someone comes after him and his family, and he has the ability to do all the things that he felt he wished he could have done when his actual home was broken into. So mm-hmm. it's like fantasy fulfillment in a way. Yeah, it was kind of like a. It was like a. It was there. He, I believe, he described it as almost therapeutic. Because there I am being able to on screen mm-hmm. get out the things that I wish I would have been able to do to protect my real family. Well, when we, we all had a home invasion. That. We all do that, right? Like we all oh, yeah. sit and ruminate like, wow, what I would have said if I, yeah, like I've it. always got the greatest comeback ever 10 minutes after the arguments over. They always want to be able to do it. they, they're 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 waiting for that moment. They don't oh, yeah. want to have that. T- they don't want to have that Monday morning quarterback situation. They want someone to break into their house and they just blow them the fuck away. And then they get to talk about, oh, my my home was broken into and I shot that son of I made him look like fucking Swiss cheese with my AR-15. I watched a study um, about mm, five years ago, maybe a little bit more, where they had uh, regular everyday people. And they had some gung-ho gun owners and they had some uh, military, ex-military and police all gather in one place. They had no idea what they were there for. It was like a college, um, um, you know, the room you go into for the when they when they uh, like an auditorium, more or less. It's like okay. I couldn't think of the fucking word auditorium. That was weird. But and while they were in there, they had somebody break in with guns like people come in screaming in with guns and you'd be surprised how poorly even the professionals did in that situation with being able to take their gun and get it up and everything and and squeeze rounds off or you know prepare to squeeze rounds off i guess Mm-hmm. I don't think they really shot anybody. I'm not sure exactly how they facilitated all that. Maybe they did tell them that was what was going to happen. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. But uh, like the average person did about as well as the gun nut did, who did slightly less as, you know, slightly less good as the uh, police and military did. I'll tell you what. I was in 
the act in active duty army. And I probably had between 60 and 100 hours of training with my rifle, including moving targets, flip up targets, uh, firing, you know, heavy weapons, all kinds of shit. And I wouldn't do any better than the average person. Because it's just I've proof never... positive that, yeah, that the good guy with a the gun theory is horseshit. Yeah, yeah, it is bullshit. You know, I mean, maybe well, man... if I were a fucking trained sniper or something, you know, that'd be a different story. I mean, but yeah, I... I guess if you were in a perch somewhere watching from afar for an extended period of time, waiting for the open shot. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they do latch onto that, though, when there is that actual good guy with a gun story like that becomes their entire narrative. So oh, let yeah. me get this straight. Let me let me apply their logic if I can. So you're going to have that one good guy with a gun story out of dozens where there is no good guy with a gun. Mm -hmm. And that is your reason for why people should be able to have as many guns as they want and whatever guns. But dozens of school shootings and mass shootings a year. That's not justification for there to be legislation or one good well, guy no, with a gun because they weren't like, there to stop it. And they would have. So, yeah. so the mentality of we'll latch onto the one thing that supports us <laughs> <laughs> and ignore the 7,500 other things that support you is, is, is such singular tunnel vision thinking and you can apply that to anything it's not even a right left it's anybody it's any anyone that can only allow for their point of view to possibly be the only one that matters despite stacks of evidence to the contrary is suffering from some sort of weird delusion regardless of the topic politics guns finances whatever it is your way is not the only way my friend (laughs) yeah i agree and and i think a lot of it comes from you know this this sort of concept that if my way isn't right then nothing makes sense you know they're just so entrenched that when you start to shake the foundations of their belief system or their worldview they get real nervous real fast because deep down they know how unstable it is Mm -hmm. and 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 they know that you know their ideas are a little suspect and they know that when evidence is is given to them they just dismiss it they might act really you know a lot of bravado on the internet or in front of their friends but deep down in their head they know they know they ignored that they know they're full of shit yeah because you do it we all do it sometimes They're you that know, Simpsons meme where Homer just slowly fades into the bush in their head. Yeah. When 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 someone presents a piece of evidence for me and it's like, oh, Fox News, I'm like, I'm not even gonna read that, dude. And you know what? It might prove their point, but I'm so fucking fed up with their rhetoric at that point. And then they post a Fox News article or like a truth social link or something. Breitbart. Breitbart, something yeah. like that. I'm like, you know what, dude? You're not willing to intellectually come to this in an honest way. So I don't want to have a conversation with you anymore because I can't have a conversation with you anymore. There's yeah, nothing I, for us to talk about. I love the argument where they're like, oh, dozens of websites corroborate it. And you click on every link and it's literally word for word. The yeah. exact same yeah. goddamn story. Were these uh, put on, on here by Sinclair website. Media Group? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
wait, are they a sponsor? Do you even have sponsors? Like, <laughs> I know we're low budget. No, 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 no this sponsors. This episode brought to you by uh, this episode brought to you by Aquafina, the water that's so good even Pepsi won't use it to make Pepsi. <laughs> I'm drinking fucking tap water out of a mason jar. So I got the old Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. Yeah, yeah, tap water. Um, that's that moonshine. Moonshine. Yeah, I'm drinking <laughs> a whole fucking mason jar full of moonshine. I'm, I, hey. An ambulance is actually on the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's possible for you to drink a shitload of it if you've been doing it for an extended period of time and your brain's yeah. already fried. Yeah, for real. But like, I drink like once a month. You got like, me beat. I don't even drink that much anymore. Uh, I drink when whenever the mood strikes and happens to be in front of me, and I'm like, eh, I'm not too lazy to open that bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm still straight edge as a motherfucker. So I sent you guys this image, and uh, obviously, I guess I can probably upload it to something and and share it in the description to the podcast. But what it is is it's a very sexy and slim Ronald McDonald, no shirt. No pants, just underwear and the clown shoes. And it's snug ball hugging underwear and wear pubic hair. He's pulling it down a little down on his hip in a sexy way, right? Provocative way. Mm-hmm. And where pubic thatch would be appearing are some wonderful fresh cut French fries. Golden and, delicious fries. And the first thing I think is third degree burns on the balls in the dick. That's no good. I First thing go. I thought was that'd be one of the few times that I had pubes in my teeth that I wasn't disgusted by it. <laughs> I'm finding my, <laughs> I'm finding myself having to go back here again for the second time this podcast. Where the fuck do you get your porn? <laughs> and two, did you just call it sexy? It different strokes for different folks, man. Hey, don't 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 king me. shame. I mean, I get it. There's a there's a lid for every pot, but I look at this and here's what I see. I see fucking number one. Number one, let's talk about the French fries in place of the pubic hair. Something has gone horribly wrong in the in the back room of McDonald's with the fry vat. If that's happening, those are big fries, right? Or horribly right, one might say. Those are some big fries. Threshold. But, I'm not the one who has to wear it, so I could give a shit. I well, you just, know, those uh, you know. fries are hard enough that you could do urethral sounding with them. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that in a while. No. Can you imagine, right. Could you imagine jamming a salty, sharp oh. edge fry <laughs> to Listen. do some urethral sounding? Listen, I got to watch what I say because there's a chance my 16-year-old stepdaughter might listen to this. She's a fan. She's oh. been listening <laughs> to some of them. So I got to be careful what I say. But... I don't need it to be any smaller, and you just made it crawl back up inside me. Thank you very <laughs> fucking much. Yeah, we have a habit of doing that to people. Uh, yeah, you know, guys who have small penises like when other dudes have small penises. It's the, it's the Tom and <laughs> it's the Tom and Mike Renob special. We call it. Yeah, yep. I'm now a eunuch without having any actual surgery. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're a eunuch with just a pair of balls hanging out down there. Now you need to shave your head and wear silk. And then you can be Varys from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I never I'm, got into that show. Neither of you, really? No. Oh. So before we pivot, so you send us this picket, this picture, 
and I'm guessing, you know, the adult Happy Meal is the topic. And mm-hmm. my question is, why? Why the why? picture or why the Happy Meal? Why the adult Happy Meal? Oh. I, I, I can I can answer this for you as somebody who has who has partaken of an adult Happy Meal recently. I was unaware of their existence. And uh, what was it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it was. My significant other brings me lunch and it's an adult Happy Meal. And I was, you know, kind of like, whatever, man. It's like a 10 piece chicken nugget or a Big Mac and some fries. But you also get a toy, which is still kind of cool, even at this age. Is it an adult toy? Uh, It was like a figure of this uh, fucking game thing i don't know i can't remember what the name of it is uh off the top of my head well, so you didn't even get up. the actual toy that's supposed to come with it no i did because well i didn't think it was a game i didn't think it was a game thing i thought it was like uh the old school mascots like a, a hamburger birdie or grimace yeah and there's another one that is cactus boy from some fucking oh, game that's the game thing okay, okay yeah yeah that's that's what that was and i got that one and i was like all right i don't know what this thing is it's supposed to have four eyes but it looks like two big bushy eyebrows and then two eyes underneath of it but i was uh i was kind of like that's cool i i got so, a little i got a little something completely useless with so my it's food. basically toys that would appeal to gen xers and millennials more yeah, I mean, I look I at it. So, it's yeah. like we we grew up with Grimace, we grew up with Birdie, we grew mm-hmm. up with the Hamburglar. So yeah, we're the market for it. But here's here's why I have the problem with it. The logic behind it. Okay, we're gonna put toys in these things that our generation will want. We're the generation that hoarded Star Wars toys because they'd be worth money one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we turned around and did it again to the phantom menace and attack of the clones and revenge of the sith and because by that time everyone had learned hoarding this stuff the value them more collectible everyone held on to them and now they're worth dick so you've got all these people and i've seen it on the tiktoks and on the youtubes and whatever where all these people are going as fuck when you say that <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on the you uh, the newfangled YouTube and the kid, you and in your YouTubes. I looked on the Come Google here, you, hey you fat, fat all of a sudden you turn into the old man from Family Guy Come here you <laughs> fat son of a bitch um <laughs> Anyway, so and like these nightmare stories from McDonald's employees where like people are sending in DoorDash orders for like 30, 40, 50 adult Happy Meals uh, to hoard I mean, the yeah, fucking that's, toys. That's not cool, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know. there's videos of McDonald's employees all across the country going, please just order your Big Mac and French fries. Just, just, we don't even, one, one restaurant ran out of Big Mac buns. Well, you know what, Leroy? I think you might have answered your own question in a roundabout yeah. way. The reason why they do this is because there's assholes doing exactly what you just described, because it's profitable, because because Americans are children. And, and should it surprise me? We hoarded toilet paper during a 
pandemic. Exactly. That, exactly. That wasn't for quite, fun, though. We're Why nasty. am I even surprised by this? We're nasty. <laughs> we're selfish, self-absorbed children in this country. And yep. everything is about me, 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 and mine, mine, mine. I want, I want, I want. And, and yeah, of course, we're going to hoard fucking McDonald's toys. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I yeah. just want to make a point. I only took my one. I didn't order. I didn't even order it to begin with. It was given to me, but uh, I will not be, you know, stalking McDonald's to find out what next toy is and buying 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, they're kind of weird anyway. It goes back to the whole Cheswan sauce thing that they had with Mulan. Like, we're really, we're, we're fucking hoarding sauces. Like, it, and then you, you question, poll for everyone. Is it, pop culture that has made us morons or as we've become moronic more moronic have we just made pop culture more moronic i think it's a chicken and egg i think that art's kind of a reflection of the status quo of the zeitgeist okay and it always separates into the super lowbrow and the super highbrow high concept shit Mm -hmm. you know and there's of course some overlap in those audiences you know but I mean, like, okay, let's take two examples, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings with this, but uh, Mike, but uh, you take a show. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, Mike. <laughs> but you take a show like uh, I don't know, Big Bang Theory, right? <laughs> you fucking love it, and you know it. Shut up. And, and then you compare it to something like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is high concept, moving parts. You got two shows that I love movie. there, right? Right. So one is patently garbage and needs a, a fucking laugh track to support its bad, sad, horrible fucking jokes and its insipid characters, despite the fact that they're all fabulous actors and actresses. Okay. It's garbage. Television is garbage. And then on the gorgeous, other hand, though. you've got whatever. And, and then you've got, that's so not Bernadette. the only, well, that's not reasons to watch the show. Go look them up in Maxim. And then, you know, you've got fucking this brilliant, dark satire that doesn't require a laugh track it's edgy without trying to be edgy it's constantly pushing boundaries and it's fucking funny and you know a lot of people like it because haha the look at the funny people but the people who are sort of you know like elitist fucks like me are going ah but it's very high concept you see and therefore i can be a snob about it I just saw that they were in Philly and that they talk about the sports teams. And I was like, this is automatically good before I really even paid attention to it. It is a really good show, though. It's a very fun show. I've watched a bunch of it. I have to I have to talk about Big Bang Theory here for a moment. Let's call it what it is. Nerd cosplay. Nerd yeah. cosplay. There Nerd we go. Nerd cosplay. Yes. However, I could also argue that Mayim Bialik, who was on the show, is a fucking neurologist. Mm-hmm. So she's a neurologist. She's, but she's not, not really cosplaying being a nerd, but she was cosplaying being this frumpy, antisocial, awkward. Some might say she is a bit frumpy. Watch her on some of the latest episodes <laughs> of Celebrity Jeopardy, my friend. She's kind of getting back to that blossom thing. Anyway. Um, in my opinionation, the sun is going to surely shine. <laughs> I we can't talk to him anymore. He knows the lyrics to the Blossom <laughs> theme. I used to fucking watch that show all the time. Whoa, but whoa, but the, that's the thing with with Big Bang Theory. Like, 
they were being what the writers thought were nerds. Mm-hmm. They were writing them like the way the writers thought nerds acted. You know what? And if 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 the Big Bang Theory were a cartoon show, I would accept it. Because that's what it is. It's a that's an interesting show. take. Like, don't get me wrong. There there are moments on the show that are fucking funny. And it's largely because it was little character moments that were improv. Like there's a great there's a great scene in the Christmas episode where uh Sheldon played by the amazing Jim Parsons. He's fantastic in nearly everything he's been in. Um, and his, it, it, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, the whole plot is Sheldon stressed over what to get Penny for Christmas. So he ends up buying her a bunch of different gift baskets. And the moment that I'm talking about that was sheer comedic brilliance. And you can even tell the laugh changes from the laugh track to actual audience laughter. You can hear it was Kaylee Cuoco is visibly like losing her shit because he was only supposed to bring out one basket and he brought them all out. So she's legitimately laughing when she reacts to Leonard because her laugh is completely different than her normal penny laugh, completely different. And she, she says, Sheldon, what are you doing? And he says, I know it wasn't enough. And he leans in the character who never hugs anyone leans in and hugs her. And you can tell Kaylee Cuoco is doing her best not to lose her shit because it wasn't scripted. It wasn't expected. Parsons just did it. Tom is incredulous to this magical moment, much like he's never cracked a smile while watching a Big Bang episode. (laughs) No, listen, listen, I, I, I. You want to hear this, Mike? That to me shows that the guy is funny and capable. All I'm saying is the writing is garbage. If they let, that's what I'm saying. So he said, talented actors in a shitty project. (laughs) You lose. (laughs) I I lose. You do because you didn't know. Because Leroy just proved my fucking point. The amount of time, yeah, you got somebody on here to agree with you, so I lose. Okay. (laughs) You got me there. You've been talking shit about the Big Bang Theory for years. What adds to the moment is you have the three as of right now. You have the three primaries in that scene, and and Parsons one bit of improv, Kaylee Cuoco is able to pick up on, and um I can't think of his name um um Johnny um, Galecki Johnny Galecki he picks up on it because it cuts to Galecki and he's in the middle of cracking up. And he says it's a Christmas miracle or Saturnalia miracle. Like, and you can tell he just like, all right, I have to roll with this, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So Tom's statement, great actors, mm-hmm. fantastic actors. Kelly Cuoco, brilliant in the flight attendant. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Um, in a really just formulaic in a box laugh track filled sitcom yeah yeah well and that's the problem it's in a box situation comedy you know by its very terminology it it is in a box you know in a way every episode is a bottle episode because there's nothing outside of that fucking house that the show takes place in or the apartment the well-appointed gorgeous house or apartment that these losers that work in coffee shops can't possibly afford 
in like well, uptown New York or, or 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 you know some really like Cape May, New Jersey or some shit. You know, well, and and you think about that. You think about Big Bang Theory taking place where it does out in California, and these people are physicists. Well, they're, yeah, they're they're theoretical physicists. They haven't even actually done anything of any serious note. And you notice nothing is ever discussed except for Penny's rent and how much money Penny makes. She's the only one that is struggling to survive in that apartment. You'll notice they never talk about Leonard's income. They never talk about Sheldon's income and they never talk about the rent. Not, yeah, because, not direct money. I mean, yeah, they, they infer things about it. Yeah, because there's no way physicists that haven't done anything of note are affording a 3,000 square foot fucking apartment in California. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've never looked into the pay scale on that but i would think that there is a good possibility that they're going to afford things better than a cheesecake factory waitress yeah so she's in the apartment across the street and somehow she's on the same playing field as them they will they will make more more money than a cheesecake factory waitress for sure but with that fucking attitude yes yes they will but they're also working for some university that that's like getting all their money from grants so you know everything is like performance based and they're like under constant pressure to push the envelope they do have successes many times in the show with things so you know i'm just saying I don't know what why I'm, that's supposed to sell me on it anymore. Than well, what I'm has. saying is it's not as though they've never oh, done it. Oh, shit, there's successes? You're, you're, yeah, well, there are successes there for performance-based um, pay raises and stuff would would happen on a regular scale because they were doing things that, that would will, allow them to make more money. I will say the plot line with Howard becoming an astronaut a, a, a lot of comedy, a lot of honest, funny moments were mined from that. But again, yeah. it was because the actors involved took a shit script and made it palatable. They 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 acted there. They're like, all right, well, this is what you're giving me. I'm going to do my best. And there's a reason why, even though that show was was formulaic and and sitcom there's a reason why parsons was nominated nearly every year for a golden Glover and emmy there's a reason why kelly kuoka was nominated numerous times there's a reason because they took this shit material and somehow made something even if the moments were fleeting palatable out of it mm-hmm. and then you have shows like how i met your mother which were actually pretty decent even though you come to hate the main character and love everybody else and they shit the bed in the finale and it completely ruins the entire fucking show. I feel like How I Met Your Mother whenever I watched that I was always watching the same episode week after week because the same shit happened. You want to talk about some unimaginative writing? That was a show that had that. And by the way, Tommy I don't really love the Big Bang Theory like I act like I do. I just enjoy fucking banter with you over it. That's the whole reason why I put I the writing is oh, shit. You're absolutely right. You know, you know, I am actually very relieved to hear that simply yeah, because I, 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 I don't was love questioning yeah. your taste. You know, no, I don't love it that much. I don't even watch it, to be honest with you. If it's on and there's nothing else on or it's an episode that I've seen before and I know there's a funny part in it, I may sit and watch it. But typically, yeah, I don't I don't watch it. I'm more into Sonny. I got to get into that. You do. It's really good. I'll tell you, the first season. Is like most episodes or most shows, uh, especially comedies, the first season is still trying to figure out what it is. And so the character of Charlie played by Charlie Day um, is a much more intelligent character. 
than yeah. he is in the following season. He doesn't get the Charlie work until yeah. after the first season. Yeah, second season, suddenly he becomes an illiterate goober. But the first season, he's kind of kind of together. He's just a slut, a scumbag. I almost said a slut. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's... Dee and, and her brother also, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Um, uh, Glenn Howerton, played by... Or his name is Glenn Howard. Yeah. What's the character's name? Mac? No. Mac. No, 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 not Mac. Uh, Dennis. I, Dennis. Yeah. Like Dennis also goes from being kind of, you know, semi-normal to being like all over the place, like being a junkie at one point. And uh-huh. Like from episode to episode, mm-hmm. you know, he is uh, he's his his vices get the better of him every episode yeah every episode uh my favorite scene in c series or the first season is when uh charlie is with his like love child or whatever like Hmm. like this boy who's like 13 years old who supposedly was his kid and he he's like going with it and he's like all right we're gonna go in this bar now there's this girl i really like so don't you know be stupid or whatever and he goes and spits in his face and he goes ah oh, i will i will smash you into a jelly <laughs> and it's it's just one of the funniest moments of that you know entire show analyzing it like this i think i realized frank is the only character that doesn't really change no he does danny devito is pretty much consistent the entire way through mm-hmm well, it's because Danny DeVito is Danny DeVito. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, he literally, I think, probably acts like himself in that. He like, he settled into um um, what's his name on Taxi? What's his character's name? Oh, can't think of it. Oh, damn he, it! Now you're gonna <laughs> Louis. Louis, like he settled into the Louis role, and he's Louis in Twins. <laughs> he he's old Louis in the last um Jumanji movie. <laughs> like he settled into that archetype and yeah. and it's worked really really well for him. Well, he's like walking. Um, he's like walking every time every movie walking is in he's playing walking for the last 20 or 25 years. He's exceptionally good at it though. Oh yeah. I know well, you would hope you become good at playing with you. I mean playing uh, yourself. Same, playing with same yourself with, <laughs> i did Are that you? for the benefit of you for yeah. humor uh, uh, okay. oh, wait, that just sounded like i said play with myself to benefit you that that sounded can we edit that out again again <laughs> different strokes for different folks in no fucking way because <laughs> that sound that sounded a lot worse than we're just gonna walk it back to this neither um Hey, it's all right, man. No one's judging me here. That's- nope. This is a judgment-free zone, man. It's if, like if, uh, that one gym. What, Planet Jim Fitness, where we yeah, pick things Fitness, up, we yeah. put things oh, down. I thought that was a stab at Jim Jordan. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't find anything about Jim Jordan humorous in the least. Uh, uh, maybe him falling down a well. I would find that amusing. The fact that he always looks like he just ran six blocks and lost his tie somewhere along the way. <laughs> I mean, literally always. Have you ever seen a picture of him where he does not look disheveled and sweaty? Yeah, he's no. frazzled all the time. Yeah. He's always frazzled. Yeah, he always. Maybe his profile. That is what fucking guilt does to you. Mm-hmm. It eats away at you until you look like Jim fucking Jordan. And nobody wants that. No. no. Jim Jordan doesn't even want to look like Jim Jordan. His wife <laughs> is pissed that he looks like that every day. <laughs> She's like, God damn it. 
I definitely married down. She's like, why can't you look like somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> when you find yourself late at night in the darkness of your room, masturbating to Mitch McConnell, now you know what Jim Jordan's wife feels like. <laughs> when oh. that's a step up. Oh! Dude. Dude. I'm just now, for some reason, and this is horrible, I'm picturing all of the GOP men doing a gangbang on Bobo and, and MTG. I just threw up a little yeah. bit. Oh, God. And you know, that's the only reason I let them in their club, right? Oh, right. Could you imagine? Like, could you imagine just sucking on MTG's toes? Oh, her goblin feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that's the only reason they let them in their little boys club, right? Uh-huh. I'm not going to. Lauren Bobert is a smoke show. Well, they're, they're the same thing that Sarah Palin was back in the day. It's to get it's to get a bunch of boners to register and vote for them. She's attractive and she thinks like us. Uh-huh. Yep. The thing is, is that I've never like from the very first time I saw a picture of Lauren Boebert before I even really knew what she was about. I just remember looking at her face and thinking this is a vacuous, empty shell of a person. She's just got nothing going on behind her eyes. And for me, intelligence is everything. So when I see some, I don't care if you look like a literal goddess, like like Eros or fucking Pan or some shit. How about Zeus? You like that one? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Depends on what I'm looking for that day. Right. But uh, <laughs> I got a beard. Just saying. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I don't care if there's nothing going on behind those eyes. I'm not interested. And that was the very first impression that I got of Lauren Bobert was just this empty-headed little nobody. And then she <laughs> spoke and you were like, nailed it. Yeah, Vap- exactly. Vapid. Vapid, yes. Well, again, um, she fits the Sarah Palin stereotype. Remember Sarah Palin could see Russia from her back porch? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it fits perfectly. The nonsense that they spew is it's just, it's, I don't know, it's like Herschel Walker as a woman. <laughs> so you you bring up you bring up Sarah Palin and Nancy Russia from the house and everything. So this mm. not political. We're going to get geography here, and this just came to mind as something that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't mention it in our in our little pre conversation. Hurricane Ian, and this has bothered me for a while now. All these new weather events seem to be happening. Do you remember growing up? We're in our 40s. We've we've had a 24-7 weather channel for 30 plus years. Yeah, as did long as I can ever, remember, yeah. Did you ever hear terms before like polar vortex? Um, um what's the one bomb bombogenesis or whatever the fuck it is? And all these weird terms where they talk about like these things have existed. Oh, they, oh, that's just that's just normal. That's just a polar vortex. That's why it's so freezing. It's polar. I don't remember ever hearing that fucking term. Uh, so now, I don't remember hearing polar vortex before 2000, probably. So, yeah. so now we have Hurricane Ian, which I'm sorry. Do you ever remember seeing a hurricane in Florida that sucked all of the water out of the fucking Gulf of Mexico before? And, yeah, Tampa Bay also. That, that freaked me out. But they're it's acting like the bay was just fucking there. It went. Apparently, that's a very common thing for the water to recede for these storms. I just don't know on that kind of level before, because my, yeah, my, my dad grew up at the shore and he said that when big storms would come in, that the water would go out like not to that extent. 
yeah. mind you. But yeah. But yeah, I just the, the, like these things they keep trying to pass off. Like, oh, oh, it's just whatever insert term for that is. Like, oh, yeah, it's just that. And I'm like, funny, we I've I've never fucking heard of it before. Hmm. Um, well, I'm not a climatologist, but I will say that you know science changes, and with science changing, terminology can shift. Well, as our understanding changes, yeah, right. So yeah. there is that to consider. Uh, with that in in mind. I don't think it's fair to say that the science is out for climate change. I think it's pretty solidly in. Yeah. Um, you know, and and while I, again I'm no expert, um everything I've read that has been rational and not a knee-jerk emotional response to some political aspect of this, which again I don't understand why these things always become so fucking polarized in politics. But you know. Because you're dumb. That's why. The reality is that, yeah, the climate is, is is rapidly changing. And whether or not that's man-made or a natural progression in, 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 in the environment, we need to do something like right fucking now. Yeah. Well, wait, when you can pinpoint mitigating factors yes, that I have agree. to do with us that coincidentally are, you know, and we know how we feel about coincidences. Yes, uh, that are changing the weather and stuff. I mean, there's a point at which you have to take it seriously and and look. I mean, let's look at you know sweeping legislation that went through regarding um, CFCs and other greenhouse gases uh, after the '90s, and you can look at the um, like the levels of that shit from then till now has changed drastically, and realize that in the current climate that shit would have never gotten passed. No, no, absolutely not. It's it's like, fake science. It's fake science. But you don't what, believe in science to begin with, so isn't all of it fake to you? One thing that <laughs> disturbed me about this, like, like uh, I'm assuming we've all seen Day After Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's that shot. And I'm doing this like people are going to be watching this uh, fucking yeah. video. We, we do that all the time. Don't worry. There's yeah. this shot where it's like three storms. Boom, boom, boom. All right. That was three storms in a row for those of you that yeah, can't three, see him. Three storms in a row, left <laughs> to right. So Hurricane oh, Ian. Oh, right, I got bingo. Hurricane Ian had its own cyclone. And then inside of Hurricane Ian, there were two smaller cyclones. That to me sounds like we might only be five, ten years away from a three storm side by side simultaneous scenario. And I'll go one better. Whatever was going on inside caused the winds that were normally on the outside of the hurricane to be inland and the rain that should have been inland was out to sea it so reversed the fucking hurricane despite so the fact that the hurricane was spinning the same direction it had been the whole time so here's the question what the fuck do we do about it at this point are we beyond the point of of no return it sure seems um, that way. I think with a lot of stuff, yeah. I think with a lot of stuff, this this uh, is is beyond the point where anything's gonna like. It's it's just kind of buckle down, hope for the best, and if the time comes, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye time. Because how like I don't think that there's a way to fix it. Mm -hmm. I think it'll take more time than it took to get this way for us to reverse it and we don't have that time no right we right. don't i mean okay great nasa sent a fucking rocket up to an asteroid 
and it bumped into it and it changed the direction of the asteroid. Fantastic. You can say that was an experiment all you want. There was some shit you knew that you're not telling us and you stopped it. Fine. That shit was going to crash into us. That's, there that's was, essentially <laughs> what it was. There and was more. Like, Whoo, thank God it worked. There was more <laughs> to that. So this should happen. Someone said, well, I mean, it, I mean, it kind of worked in Armageddon. We'll tell the people if it doesn't work. If it works, then we'll say it was a test. So it worked. So they stuck with the test story. Fine. Whatever. So we can do that. We can do anything. It's wrapping the brains that have to make these decisions around something having to be done. Well, I think it would help. That's where we have the problem. I think it would help to get rid of some of this bad thinking. And especially remove some of these people with the bad thinking from from positions of power so they don't have as much authority in the minds of people. Uh, and just, the the thing know. about those people is that they only, I mean, it's kind of like this. They know they've only got a finite time left, like all of us do. And they know that shit is damaging the environment and is fucking things up. But they know that they're making a shitload of scratch off of it by not well, doing anything about it. And that's it's all has to do with the money. Well, and and look at your ages of the GOP. How many of them, spoiler alert, most of them, how many of them aren't going to be around to have to deal oh, yeah. with the, the next generation's fucking problem? Well, here's the thing. Uh, it looks like we're way ahead of the original projections on climate change and how it's affecting the planet. So they might just be around to see it all fuck up. You know, they might. Well, I mean, just... we keep on having super storms and shit like that. And yeah. th- that's what I'm saying. Like, you might, we might be able to lessen the impact that we have negatively on stuff. But once the fucking Pandora's box has been opened for this shit, how, how do you, how do you stop a, a hurricane? I, I know that Donald Trump thinks you, you nuke them. <laughs> uh, I feel like that would be like taping guns and knives onto a snake. They're already dangerous. You just made them more dangerous. And and, and that, that actually makes me like Donald Trump a little bit. And let me tell you why. That tells me he watched Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Sharknado. Okay. Sharknado is so, classic. You know. So I got to give him a little bit of respect for watching Sharknado. Um, but that's it. Cause... Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is that he was on, on Adderall at the time. And he doesn't even he doesn't even remember having watched it. He thought it was his own idea. Yeah. 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 Just like it, how he changed the plot of the uh, hurricanes with a fucking Sharpie and was like, oh yeah, that, that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. Oh Not what you guys and, are saying. And yet well, he does something like that. And people are still like, oh, he's a, he's the only one that can fix the shit. He drew him. He, he really, really. He threw paper towels at people in Puerto Rico during a freaking flood. Can I ask you guys a serious question here? How much did you enjoy Ron DeSantis looking like a bruised puppy when he had to sit next to Joe Biden during the uh, press conferences and stuff? He looked so defeated. It was hilarious. I know that it doesn't have that effect, that that guy doesn't have that kind of emotional range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the visual of it was was astounding. Yeah. Well, and that led to the latest Dark Brandon exploit, where he got caught on a hot mic saying nobody fucks with a Biden. <laughs> like... you, you caught that fucking segue. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Say my name. Say my name. Joe Biden. 
You're like, goddamn right. Number one, it's crazy <laughs> Joe Biden. We've known for decades that them, that he's fucking crazy. We've accepted that. Mm-hmm. But to catch that on a hot mic with a dick like DeSantis sitting next to him. Yeah. I mean, not everything Joe Biden has ever done or said has been you know, perfect. And No. No, certainly not even not. close. I'm not in love with the guy. No, but, but he's I, certainly better than the alternative. What he's doing now speaks so much for the fact that maybe there's some personal growth that has taken place in the intervening years. You know, people, I said fucked up shit in high school. Well, I, I, I can't, I can't pull the trigger and say that he's the bad guy. I can't throw a rock at his glass house because my shit's made of glass too. You know, the point is what he's doing now, what he just did with the like removing uh, criminal records for people who uh, have federal level simple marijuana charges. I mean, that is the first step towards completely removing prohibition, which is where it should have always been. Not because I want everyone to smoke weed, but because no one should be prosecuted and put into a fucking jail because they want to inhale a harmless in fact, beneficial uh, uh, plant. And yet that same mentality is like, oh, well, drinking's okay, even though drinking causes yeah. fucking marriages to fall apart and livers to die and car accidents that kill accidents. children and well, the elderly and everything else. Yeah. So does pot. Let's be honest. People driving under the influence of marijuana are just as susceptible to causing a major fatality or a crash or something like that too. So they're not free from this. However, someone who is smoking pot and isn't being foolish is much more likely to go, ah, oh, man, I, I shouldn't drive than someone who is drunk and their inhibitions have been, have gone to hell. So that's where a lot. And usually when you see these marijuana related crashes, it's because alcohol has been combined with it. Um, or because there was a place having a sale on Cheetos. Or a Taco well, Bell. Yeah. Most also, crashes yeah. take within 10 feet of a fucking Taco Bell. But yeah. see, here's, here's the thing. Look at it, right? Person drinking alcohol who is hungry, they're going to get in the car. Mm-hmm. They're going to drive to get the food. Right. Tell me DoorDash wasn't invented by stoners for stoners. Well, I was just about to say, my ass is calling Door- is using DoorDash. I don't even have to talk to anybody. I just bop, 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 bop. done with the price of gas in my truck. Yeah, I would never, <laughs> I would never drink and drive anymore because I'm like, is this a necessary trip? <laughs> it's like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons from World War II. <laughs> yeah, well, well, people talk about the fees with DoorDash now, and I'm like, well, shit. If I drive to Chipotle, which is like 15 minutes away, and drive back, and that's Chipotle probably gonna is use fucking a, garbage, bro. That's going to use that's going to use two or three dollars worth of gas because gas is four dollars a freaking gallon. Or I can just pay the three dollar delivery fee for DoorDash and stay my ass at home. Yeah. Well, Aww. there are the other fees involved unless you have that DoorDash pass. But yeah, I mean, it's still as long as you're not doing it all the time. As long. As long as even if you to... are, can you afford it? Who gives a fuck? It's yeah, not my business. True. If yeah. you can afford it, who gives a shit? That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I would rather, you know, because you know, marijuana does make you paranoid, but I think sometimes paranoia can also lead to 
a, a view of reality that might be more accurate. Like when you're drinking, you're like, I'm okay to drive. I only had two beers, right? No, two beers is too fucking many beers to be driving, period. End of story. I don't care what your fucking limit is. I don't care how many drinks you have a day. You are inebriated at that point. Your judgments and your reaction time is affected after one fucking beer. So if you've got two beers in your system, you shouldn't be driving, period. The person who's smoking pot. Well, now that's going to depend also on time. Well, time, yeah. But I'm saying if you just Love drank and two, tenderness. I'm saying if you just downed two beers and hopped in the car, then you're wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're wrong, you know. And I don't care if you think that you can do that because you drink all day. No, you can't. You, whereas someone who's smoking pot knows, like, oh, dude, man, I'm really nervous about driving. I don't think I want to drive. Where a, a, a drunk will go, yeah, I'm ready to drive, baby. You know, it's a totally different approach. I don't like to drive when I'm normal. So when I'm stoned, the idea of driving is fucking horrifying. Are you kidding me? With people riding up behind my ass, any one of them could be a cop. I'm going way, way, way too slow. <laughs> it's an overabundance of caution out of uh, paranoia. I think Leroy's froze up. Oh, no. no. No, he didn't. His eyes just moved. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, you were frozen in time for a second. I was like, I was just sitting there. there. I'm like, just listening. <laughs> but you make, I mean, you make a valid point because the, I mean, if you're already paranoid, because of the uh, um, weed, then putting yourself in a situation that you already don't like, such as driving a car. Mm -hmm. I mean, where that leads to an accident is you're so paranoid that you're being followed that you you're going correct and you you're are... going under the speed limit mm -hmm. or you think every car is a cop car. So you pull over to let it pass you and you mm -hmm. end up hitting a mailbox or whatever. Yep. And, and that's where, that's where you get it. Like, I, I agree. And that's why you, you gotta like a guy like Fetterman, you mm -hmm. know, I love John Fetterman. Yeah, and I love awesome. that. The only, the only attacks Oz has on him, are taking his statements completely out of context. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and lying and lying um, about the basic things that are easily demonstrable as false. Yeah. Like the whole thing where he's like, he wants to eliminate the death penalty for violent criminals. No, he doesn't think the death penalty should be the only option. Right. There's right. a difference there. Well, and, they count on people not looking that shit up and backing it up with facts. Right, because their base isn't going to bother. Their base is right. going to be like, oh, I mean, here's the thing. Whether you believe he wants to eliminate the death penalty and let violent criminals free or not, we're talking about a, pencil, a good old boy Pennsylvania guy, mm -hmm. Second Amendment guy. Where's where shorts in the winter? Yeah, rural Pennsylvania guy. The guy who, when... When the governor of Texas said, I'll give you a million dollars for anyone that finds voter fraud, found voter fraud committed by Republicans and said, I would like my million dollars in sheets, gift cards. Motherfucker, you, you've got my vote. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, a guy like him, if they would have paid the million dollars in sheets, gift cards would have probably handed them out to the public. Yeah, I'm sure he would have, you know, so I, I, I like that about him. Plus, plus 
he just looks like someone you don't want to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And then you have Oz, the man who, while filming campaign commercials, has to stand on a milk crate so he's taller than the two people he's fucking talking to. <laughs> like you, you've like he's a charlatan. Oh, your raspberry ketones will help you, but fuck you. Like, and that's where we're at. That side of the, of the aisle wants celebrity. Mm-hmm. And notoriety and famous people. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, unless I can fucking have Oprah who will just give everybody lots of free shit. Just remember, Oprah, no. birthed, Oprah birthed this whole Oz and Dr. Phil shit. So she's not yeah. exactly, you know, completely without her. Yeah, she has her. her yeah. Her, or place and all. But if she wants to give me free shit, I'm down. I have lately uh, been on, you know, because I'm on Twitter a lot. It seems like about every day I get two to four new followers that have less than five followers and two tweets in their account. And they're invariably some very attractive person. Oh yeah, and like their bio says, I am looking for a good man to take care of me. And so at first, I was like, well, maybe they're just a new account. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'll follow back. Sure. And and because some of their posts looked on brand for the kind of shit that I like. And immediately, and I'm talking within less than ten minutes. Hi, on my direct messages. And so I ignored it. And then another one friended me and the same thing, exact same message and emoticon. <laughs> and it's like, I started to figure out, okay, I don't know if they're catfishing or what, but the minute you follow them back, it's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> hey, I've got Amway to sell you. I always uh, am a little bit suspect to them. And more to the point, I'd love to hear more about your uh, you know, I like the stuff that's on brand in those, uh, you know, posts with these scantily clad women. But we are, you know, out of time. So it's going to have to be a story for another time. Way to twist my words. Thanks for, listen- <laughs> Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the waking nightmare you'll have about jerking off to Mitch McConnell. so that was fucking good (laughs) awesome bye